Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Devin Turak, and today I'm joined by Patrick Leeson. Hello, everyone. Patrick Ramsoy. Hello, everyone. And Paul Sanders. Hi. Now, we believe Dwayne is going to be joining us, but um, hopefully he'll hop on at some point. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with our segment one, our weeks in the hobby. What have you guys been up to? Let's talk about movies first. Uh, Pat, have you seen any cool movies? Not really. Nothing? No. Okay. <laughs> Pat, have you seen any cool movies? We've been a little busy stuff. Yeah. I've... Uh... Brenda and I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in the theaters. Uh, and what did you really, think? I enjoyed it. Um, I heard there's big uh, tonal shifts. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. It, it it starts way too fast. It's almost as if the holiday special was actually the beginning of the movie. Uh, just to sort of remind you of who the characters are and what they're about and so on. Uh, because, yeah, the, 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 the volume 3 just... You know, you have a little bit. You have the, uh, you have the opening credits more or less, and then yeah. boom, you're into the action, uh, and then it sort of goes nonstop uh, there for a, a long time until you get close to the closer to the conclusion. Um, they also throw in a lot of a lot of the music. Uh, you know, the music is a fun part of Guardians of the Galaxy, but it they, there's so much of it it almost gets distracting at times uh, in Volume Three. Uh, but as far as story and character development and all that goes, uh, it, it was really good. Anyway. And uh, I also just watched uh, Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, when it dropped on uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, and that was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Uh, just based on how people were talking about it. But uh, it did seem awfully familiar to me. I'm pretty sure it's uh, just a rework of uh, Tron Legacy. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I've also seen both these movies. Um, I I wanted to like the Ant Man movie. I just wish there was more Ant Man in the movie. Um, mm. he's a super charismatic actor, and we just didn't see enough of him at all in the movie. Um, yeah, I, it's see, because uh, it's, it's more or less an ensemble movie now. Well, also you yeah. see his best buddy. You didn't see Louise. No, he Louis. wasn't. He wasn't in the movie at all because no. like ninety five percent of it took place in the quantum realm. Yeah. They could have brought him in. Now, my uh, Guardians not, of the Galaxy. To, Go ahead. Not to not to mention that uh, the actor who plays Louis is, you know, not exactly a guy with a lot of free time on his hands. <laughs> he's he, he's a pretty busy actor. I, I remember I remember commentary um, on the second one that they felt they were lucky to get him for the for the second Ant Man. So, I'm not surprised they weren't able to squeeze a bit of them in for the third. And with that, let's welcome Dwayne to the show. Hello, Dwayne. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for joining us. Um, okay, so I um, also saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and it is such an amazing movie. Like, I loved this movie, but it is very, very hard to watch at parts because it all kind of deals with Rocket's background. Like, he's, mm -hmm. I, I want to say he's, he's not the most important character in the movie but he's kind of the central focus of the show of the movie 
and because um, it all deals with his past there's a lot of flashbacks to how he was brought up and oh my god it was it was very hard to watch it's very hard no, but like, was... I, all the people i've seen though even as i like it they keep everyone keeps talking about the massive tonal shifts like yeah. here's a heavy emotional thing and then right away to let's have fun and joke yeah and it's like okay well, it just, I mean, it just to relieve the tension a bit, because, I mean, well, it, no, but it you gets still want to so let hard. it build. I know, but you still, it, like, give time that's to been, develop. Yeah, that's been Marvel's... one of Marvel's big problems, is yes. uh, bringing in levity a little too early or too much. Yeah. yeah, let people soak it in first, then you can break up the atmosphere. But it's like a, a quick, okay, your mother died? By the way, did I tell you the joke of, <laughs> well, wait, just, like, what? <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, Paul, movies, let's go. Uh, there hasn't been anything that I can. I haven't seen it. We just lost you there, Paul. We didn't. I didn't yeah. hear you. <clears throat> yeah, because I had to turn down my sensitivity because people were complaining it was too high. <laughs> so now, now it just cuts out the, the last uh, couple. Yeah, of no, hundred percent. <laughs> okay. He needs better. He needs a better headset. Dwayne, movies. Uh, haven't been able to get out to see anything since Dungeons and Dragons. I am definitely planning on seeing uh, Guardians. I just have not made it to the theater yet. Okay, and for me, the only other movie I'll add is I did see Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, if you if you have ever played Dungeons and Dragons, you're going to watch this movie and you're going to go, oh my god, this is every campaign I've ever been in. They make mm. plans that never go anywhere. They make plans that get fucked up in like the very first time something comes up. Um, they're constantly making new plans. Like it, it is such a fantastic movie. Uh, if you've ever gamed, it's it's it, not necessarily yeah. a, a great adventure movie, which it actually is a pretty fun adventure movie as well. But the most important thing is, about it is a, a lot of people who've maybe never played D and D will go, "Well, why aren't they ever successful in the in what they do? They just kind of luck into." Uh, a good outcome at the end, but I'm like, yeah. Have you ever played a game? That's exactly what happens. <laughs> well, uh, I, I I will mention. I think I might have mentioned this last podcast. Uh, my sister and her family went out to see it. None of these folks are gamers. Mm -hmm. They all loved it. Yeah, it's like, a it's a so super fun movie. Two, it is. Yeah, so uh, two two younger kids and two adults. No gamers. They all love it. Cool. So, you know, well done. They did mm -hmm. it right this time. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to TV shows, something maybe people have had more time to get involved in. Uh, Pat, I'm going to start with you again. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pat. Um, okay. Well, uh, I just actually just this before coming on here, finished watching a, a new release anime called Hell's Paradise. Uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, it's about uh, convicted criminals that are basically given a second chance if they go to this tremendously uh, foreboding, mysterious island that's supposed to have the elixir of eternal life on it. Uh, and so whoever, whichever the criminals, these are all condemned criminals, so they're all condemned to death. So whichever one actually gets the, uh, or finds the elixir and manages to bring it back uh, will be given a full pardon. Everyone else is still up on the block for execution if they manage to come back. Uh, and each criminal is also escorted by uh, a samurai uh, from a clan that specializes in testing swords and executions. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> right. And so, you know, it's about uh, them 
you're discovering who these characters are and at the same time uh they're having to survive in this uh on this world that or island that uh is basically out to kill them it's a murder world <laughs> so uh yeah we're i'm i'm only watching the dubbed version and it's up to episode seven for dubbed it's episode eight if you're willing to go for subtitles at this point on crunchyroll uh, but it, it's pretty good. Lots of really good character development going on with it. Okay. Paul, how about okay. you? <laughs> what have you been watching? What, what? Uh, what have I been watching? Good question. Um, like, like TVs and movies? Is that what you're saying? TV shows. Yeah, that, that's what I'm no, saying. TV shows? Uh, absolutely nothing in terms of TV shows. Um, yeah. No, we've just been getting home just playing games and whatnot since uh, CTC. We haven't done it before that. Since the last recording, I can't say... We, we don't have cable, so there's nothing really that's caught my eye. So I haven't doing any, uh, any like, Netflix or anything like that recently. Watching YouTubes. YouTubes. Just YouTubes. Yeah, I guess it would just be YouTubes more than anything. Okay. Dwayne, what about yourself? Oh. I'm trying to get caught up on uh, Star Trek's Strange New Worlds at the moment. So, is, that, uh, is that the uh, Christopher Pike one or the uh, animated? The Christopher, Christopher Pike one. Okay. So, you know, not bad. He was, my, fa he was, he was my favorite part of the second season of Discovery, so I'm looking forward to, to, to Brave New Worlds. Or Strange New Worlds. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's been, that's been fun. Oh, and I binge-watched, um, all of, uh, all of Voltron, uh, not Voltron, um, Ultraman. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't watched seasons two or three of Ultraman. And so, I ended up, uh, watching everything from the second episode of season two through to the uh, the third episode of uh, season three. That's the, yeah. the live so, action one that uh, his so, son is so, taking so over, the, right? So the, no, yeah, it's the animated. Season three. You're talking about the animated one on Netflix, I, right? I, I am indeed talking about the animated one. Yeah. There's also a live action version of Ultraman as well. I mean, well it started yeah. live action. Like and the original, move. okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's gone into an animated incarnation now, so that's the latest one. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's been fun. So you, you kind of need that's... to know the Ultraman lore, though. Uh, I find myself getting a little lost watching it every now and again. Yeah, they they've been a bit vague with it, uh, to be true, mm -hmm. and that, but. Uh, you know, the third season is referred to as Ultraman Final, and it is quite obvious that they were wrapping it up, uh, mm -hmm. and it was it was enjoyable. Okay, as for myself, um, I've kind of dived back into rewatching all of um, uh, Sopranos. Uh, Sopranos is such a great show that I really liked watching, and um, I'm kind of happy to be back into it again. Um, I'm also with Jen. Uh, we're watching this Spanish show about uh, these prostitutes in a whorehouse called Sky Rojo. 
Uh, it is surprisingly good. Uh, it's a drama. It's not like real life or anything. Not not like one of those uh, docu series. Uh, so it's a scripted show. Um, it, it is insane. It is absolutely crazy. Um, I'm really, really liking that. Uh, we're also watching the new Charlie Cox limited series, the British one called Treason, where he plays as the assistant to the director of MI6. And the the actual yes, director gets poisoned and uh, he gets elevated to position. But he apparently is, has, has, has had these dealings with an old spy from Russia and that kind of comes up and then he gets into a lot of trouble and then he goes on the run uh not finished that one yet uh, we're still only i think um starting season episode four that's that's the next one we have to watch but really really good show i'm actually enjoying that one as well uh we also watched another um limited series this one is from i want to say denmark but one of the Scandinavian countries uh, called The Nurse. Just one of those. Just one of those. Ones. Yeah, one, one of those Scandinavian <laughs> countries. Uh, this one's called The Nurse. It's based on a, a true events of a, uh, a specific hospital where people just keep dying, like far, statistically far more often than, than should. And people who are coming in with um, like minor issues end up dying of heart attacks over and over and over and over again. So uh, this one nurse basically launches her own internal investigation to try to figure out what the fuck's going on. Very, very good movie, or TV show. And like I said, it's based on real life events. Uh, and I'm sure you guys know of my hatred for reality TV, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us. I, 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 first of all, I, I cannot stand reality TV. I, I hate all mm-hmm. those stupid reality TV shows. I found one that actually interested me enough to start watching it. <laughs> oh, which one? It's called Milf Manor. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> It's a bunch oh of like uh, oh, fi- f- 40s, 40 and 50 year old moms uh, who yes. all ha- who all introduce themselves and talk about, you know, their children. And then they're, they're at this show in order to, or on this island in order to meet young men. Well, the young men that get introduced are their sons. And so now they have to, they have to start dating each other's sons. It is insane. It's the most exploitative, insane thing I've ever seen. But I find <laughs> I, it. I find the concept so amusing that I, I it actually drew me in and I started watching it. I'm like three episodes in and I'm loving it. <laughs> it's, fucked up. it's so fucked so up. Fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, I like it. <laughs> Alright, uh let's move on to the next uh, subject let's talk about uh video games paul i know you've been playing a lot of video games let's talk about what you've been using. um it's been a bounce between hell divers a little bit of jedi fallen order since i haven't finished the game and i want to play survivor at some point i'm sorry a little bit did you say yeah, a little just bit? a little bit mm-hmm. just a little bit were, were i haven't you, played uh, any all week i haven't played any all week were you or were you not playing while we were live on at ctc not while we were live. Okay. No. No. Never while we were live. Okay. <clears throat> That'd be just rude. Yes. No, it's not like we're doing Cities of Heroes again. We're not doing... <laughs> no, I, I didn't I didn't while we were live. But, you know, on breaks or whatever, right. I, would, I, I attempted. And I only did it once the entire time. Oh, my God. Phone call. <clears throat> anyway, nothing else for me. That's it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back. Jesus, that's loud. <laughs> All right, Pat. Uh, yes, well, Hell Divers. We did a lot of Hell Divers. Been doing a bunch. 
Uh, just because it's a four-player one, it's just it's something pretty basic, you know, same as before. Uh, we went back into Vision Two just a bit just to see what was new in the game for doing. I was, I was noticing that's on sale for a really cheap price right now, yeah, like seventy or eighty percent off right now. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, well, that's why also they're doing something different. They're um, so what's happened is, you know, there's a devastating virus that went through, you know, the world. US collapse, the Tom Clancy always loves his special ops guys and a special hidden, you know, secret division, hence Division 2. So as it's been developed, you find out more and more of what, what's going on with all these different people. Now the White House just got reattacked again and wiped out, which was because Paul and I are playing, we're like, okay, we did, we finished the last manhunt, we killed this, you know, go get this guy. It was a trap. We knew right away as soon as we walked, like, oh, there's nothing here. And I bet you the guy's going to be dead. It's going to be a trap. And, of course, you know, later on, it's like, oh, my goodness, this is a trap. Really? Really? We, we, we figured that out before. <laughs> Anyways, they're trying to kill us. While we're somewhere else, they attacked the White House, took stuff. So we come back, and, like, the White House is, like, shot. There's dead people lying still on the ground. It's like, this doesn't look too good. <laughs> so waiting to see what happens after that when they for next week or the next couple weeks, what they're going to do follow up on that. It'll be interesting to see. But that's it for computer games for me. Okay. But not all not all of my hobbies still. There's there's a few things yes. we want to talk about. Yeah. We we there's much more for us to still talk about. Uh, Patrick, what are you uh, what have you been up to for video games? Really, uh, nothing. Just the same old, same old. So nothing new to add. Okay. Uh, Dwayne. I was playing a little bit of Assassin's Creed last night. Other than that, just mostly Magic Arena. Okay. Which I'm still having which I'm still having fun with. Uh, for me, the latest game has been The Outer Worlds. It's a single-person RPG, um, very much like a like an old um, Fallout, uh, or well, at least Fallout Three, the the, the first person, not the three D or um, the top-down isometric. Um, it's got a great storyline. Uh, you wake up as a colonist to a uh, a new solar system, um, but you wake up eighty years later than you should have. Um, it, the, the whole colony basically is set up by a series of corporations, so it's very dystopian, it's very corporation-centric, where uh, workers' individual rights are not important at all, and you're only, you're only as important as what you provide for the company. Uh, so it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of kind of parallels with what's kind of happening in the U.S., especially today, which they, they have a very capitalistic-driven society, and uh, this is a very capitalistic-driven game. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. It's got a great storyline. Um, it has a lot of, like, little side adventures or side quests and main quests that you could easily take and convert into, like, a cyberpunk game because uh, the themes transfer over perfectly but the aesthetic is more of like a 1960 1950s 1960s sci-fi futuristic so it's kind mm -hmm. of art deco like it has a very weird look to it um it's it's not what you would normally think of as a futuristic sci-fi game but um it all kind of fits in very well uh really really enjoying that and of course i jump back always to my old favorite mech warrior 5 like can't get enough of stompy robots killing kicking the shit out of other stompy robots all right uh let's move on to role-playing games pat what have you been up to yeah i'm sure you've got a lot here Pat gleason Ew, there is, we need to, see you need to be more we're not in the same room so we can't see what you're doing i always start with you yeah okay actually well uh <laughs> because of ctc 
gaming got cut down short for the last couple of weeks because getting prepped prepped before and during and after. Uh, so nothing happening too much recently. I'm still I got my Game of Thrones. Uh, well, we did the session zero, as I said before, but the first sessions is in, in one week. So it's pretty interesting. We got, uh, they've been developing their, their house history a lot more. So now it turns out Eric's character, who's a knight, an old knight, he was actually involved. He wasn't in part of the Kingsguard, but he was involved in helping teach them and stuff way back when, before the rebellion. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I can work with this. I can, are you sure you want to be that closely involved to those families? No problem. Might not be the best for you when, you know, shit happens in one year game time. <laughs> but, you know. So it's pretty interesting. So I'm using all that, the stuff that they've given me to add into, you know, the modules and stuff for, for things. So, uh, And today I'm playing in Yggdrasil, you know, the, the Viking game, which is extremely well done. Uh, I mean, I know we all like Pendragon. Uh, as a game, but this one also, I think, really captures the, the Viking feeling and everything with all the language and, and runes and stuff. And you draw runes every every game to see your your, your 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 future. And of course, my character is a young 18-year-old, so the Felicia, just who reads the rune, she's like, oh yeah, I see lots of blood. And I'm like, yeah, that's great! I'm fine! <laughs> I'm a berserker! That's great! I see lots of blood! Blood... So much blood. Oh yeah, it's like it might be yours. <laughs> Out here. <laughs> do, do I have my axe? Yeah. Okay, we're good. Uh, that's about it for me for role playing. Okay, Pat. Uh, well, uh, role playing has been a little slow, so there's uh, Dwayne's Abomination Vaults, and uh, I'll leave most of that to Dwayne. And uh, our Thursday night game, our DM has wanted to take a little bit of a break, so we've been doing board games for the last two sessions. Uh, though we're going to be back to role-playing for our next session in two weeks. Okay, and Paul's not back yet, so I'll, I'll uh, carry on. The only game I've had going um, since the last time we had our recording uh, has been Cyberpunk Red. Um, I finally got together with my Cyberpunk Red uh, group this past week, actually just yesterday, and um, and we had another session. These guys are killing it. Like, they're, they've... We, we have combat. One of the guys is a solo, one's a tech, one is a nomad. But but they're pretty combat effective. But they te they seem to try to talk their way out of combat a lot more than than I would normally expect from a, a murder hobo gaming group. And it has been <laughs> it has been absolutely wonderful. Um like there was there was an interaction where one of the characters um old love interests from the past um, had a younger sister, and then the love interest disappeared. Uh, she'd recently come back into his life. Uh, she disappears. The the young sister, um, you know, calls up, begging for assistance and trying to find her sister. Um, you know, they they go and uh, they find um, um, camera footage of the of the sister leaving and then not returning, and then they find camera footage of people breaking into the apartment, rummaging through, and then leaving. So they track down who these people that rummaged through the apartment were, uh, find out that they're actually employees of the same company the, the sister used, works for. So instead of, you know, trying to capture one of them and, and interrogate them, 
they just knock on his door and have a conversation. The guy ends up inviting them into their house and then they have like a pleasant conversation and they walk away, no one gets injured. Like it was such a breath of fresh air. I would not expect that at all. I was expecting some sort of massive combat to, to happen. This guy's a security guard. He's completely like borged up. Uh, it was, so it would have been a very difficult fight for them, uh, especially in like the, the close quarters of someone's apartment. So to the fact that they were able to sit down and just have a conversation and just walk away both parties getting something out of the out of the interaction no one kind of feeling the need to to one-up someone or beat them at anything it was just a pleasant conversation and i loved it those are the ones i like yeah and and it's funny because this is like a little side campaign between actual adventures like i have a whole other adventure planned for them where they're going to be extras on a film crew like uh, there's a, a film being um, a movie being filmed in their neighborhood and they're, they're supposed to be extras and a lot of stuff happens to them. But this is just like a filler in between before I got them from the last adventure, the next one. And it's taken over two f complete sessions and we're, and we're still going. It's super, super fun. I'm really enjoying Cyberpunk Red. And Paul's still not back, so let's just move... Back. Oh, Paul, you're back! Um, yeah. What ha Have you done any role-playing in the past, uh, since the last recording? Uh, don't I, I can answer that question. No, yeah, no, I don't think I have. <laughs> I want to badly, but yes, yes, I know. I know. All right, so let's Blame move on to just um, uh, like generic hobbies talk. Uh, we, Pat, I know you want to talk about CTC, so let's talk about CTC. Well, the we were well, you know, you and Paul and and Patrick showed up for a bit. Uh, we were at CTC Canadian Tabletop Championship this year. We were much better prepared this year for it. Uh, we planned better. We didn't stream the entire every single day, which made a difference for us not being completely baked and having stuff to actually talk about throughout. We had a lot more guests that showed up. Uh, it was a lot, a lot more professionally professional this time around. We also finally got the Paul's rig working for the gaming the, the gaming stream table, which was a big hit. Everyone loved that. In fact, we had a couple other uh, people saying, "Hey, can you guys come into our place and stream?" Uh, which Dev will have to talk about off mm -hmm. after this. So that was great. Uh, we picked up a few more followers. Like I said, it was it was a fun time, and it was overall. I think it went quite well. We enjoyed it. Uh, someone may have one particular item of great worth. <laughs> if anyone's seen the picture, yes, that was, that was a actual bolter that uh, Martel Arts 3D made, and Paul has bought a cup from them as well. Mm -hmm. uh, a dragon skull cup, Paul, I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah, which is being painted. They'll actually—it's uh, I don't mind promoting them on our uh, our, our show because they'll print the thing you want and they'll actually paint it. So I have a, uh, a lovely cup already, and I've already talked to him about perhaps making one for my, my group in Game of Thrones. A cup with their own banner on it. Cool. Which would be a really nice, a nice present to give to the, the group when I go down in August. I say, I think it, it went with, what do you guys think? Do you guys feel it went well? Oh, well, first of all, I had a great time. Uh, that was super yeah. fun. We met uh, some very cool people and had great conversations about the games that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. To the point where Pat and I are seriously considering picking up Bolt oh, Action. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, and that's a funny one, because the guy who's in charge of Bolt Action is Paul... 
Saunders. Saunders, yes. Saunders, not Paul Sanders. <laughs> and it, so it's, it's like... It's funny because Paul Saunders has been coming up in conversation. Like I, we've had conversations with him uh, about CTC, both the last one and also this year. Uh, so seeing his name pop up and then finally getting to meet him was fantastic. Oh, and, and, uh, and he's a very, very funny guy and he's very uh, interested in the game and he's a great promoter of uh, Bolt oh, Action. Oh, yes. And well, because like you said, we're both, we both bid for <laughs> one of the side auction prizes, which was a starter set for Bolt Action for a German army. So it was funny. I'd go put a bid. Dev would go put it a bit higher. Five dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we kept doing this until we're finally like some other person came in and put a higher bid. And we're just like, yeah, he came and yeah, sniped okay. it at the last second. Yeah, but also unhappy. we went. We also did the okay. That's it. We're we've not been in anymore. Plus, all the uh, proceeds go to charity, which is fantastic, yes. and the charity is a great a charity as well. Yeah, actually, Operation we, Vet Build. Yes. Uh, yeah, and we got to talk to the guy who was running one of the chapters of Operation Vet Build, and yeah, he. He was great about explaining kind of what the whole situation is and, and why they're doing it and how they're doing it. Really, really enjoyed that conversation. And you said we met a lot of really fun people yeah. uh, from all over. Now, wasn't it uh, because it was on Mother's Day, uh, they figured they didn't get as many people from you know North America as they did mm -hmm. last time? And also due to, there's a, one in Quebec called the Grand Clash, which is an Age of Sigmar one, or Warhammer as well. And uh, Joe was figuring, because they did that, uh, it was only two weeks before CTC, that Mel also may have taken away some of the uh, ticket sales for that event. And plus, there's another um, tournament happening in Ottawa, I think either this weekend or next weekend. Well, that's just it, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of conflicts in, in like, a very <laughs> short, uh, like, maybe two to 300 kilometer uh, area. So, uh, planning for next year has already began, and it's going to be... A little earlier, uh, instead of doing it Mother's Day weekend, it's going to be the the May the Fourth well, no, weekend. No, May 4th week. it, 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 no, it might be changing to June. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. just because uh, it, it just because they realize that if they have it two weeks before the Grand Clash, they might also lose people because people will have to right. choose Grand Clash or that or same as the other ones. So it unfortunately mm -hmm. might not be on May Fourth weekend because that was going to be perfect. Oh, that's perfect because I was, I was looking. Because I was looking at the 501st Legion to come over and do some stuff for that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, they still might come over because they help charities anyway. Sure. Uh, but that would have been a perfect one, especially for your Star Wars trivia, which you ran. And oh, yeah. That was a that, huge turnout this year. That, that really went over well. Well, it was funny because we hadn't actually advertised it too much again because we were stupid. <laughs> but Joe came up to, a, up to Dev and was like, hey, Dev, are you running it? I've had people ask me about yeah. it. So this is four years ago when, we, when Dev first did it. But people still wanted to play in it, and they knew about it. Mm. So yeah. that was a big ego boost to Devram. <laughs> Not that he needs that. But Not yeah. that he needs it, but no. it was actually a good <laughs> sign that, you know, like I said, they, they, they were going, hey, are you running this? We've mm -hmm. heard about this. Um, and we also met uh, funny, uh, a young new DM who started running 5.0 basically off the, you know, like, okay, I'll run something. <laughs> Which was another good chat we had. So I think uh, next year will be better. We might... We might be in June in Kingston. We're talking, to, speaking of Paul Saunders, he is running a bolt action tournament in June in Kingston. Yeah, and possibly we're going down to to cover it over the weekend. I think yep. it's only a one day thing, so we'd probably drive up the night before, uh, stay for the whole tournament, and then just drive home at, at that night. Yeah, mm. that's what we're looking at. So cool. that that is my big that's my big gaming chair. 
All right, let's move on to segment two, unless anyone else has anything to talk about. No. Well, well, you completely skipped me for oh, sorry, sorry, role-playing, role-playing games. games. Yes, yeah, sorry, Dwayne. That, that's true. You I know, said I was going to leave uh, it for Dwayne, and then <laughs> we skip him. <laughs> sorry, Dwayne. Go ahead. So yeah, so RPGs. A uh, couple of big things. Um, last weekend, we finished the uh, we finished the not the Abomination Vault. Sorry, the Extinction Curse Adventure Path. So I basically ended up playing a war priest from level one through level 20. Nice. And we succeeded against the final boss. And, you know, we are, uh, you know, we are triumphant. And so nice thing. Um, We're continuing on. Uh, The group is basically sticking together. there was one person who wasn't invited back and that was the guy that I didn't much care for gaming with in the first place. So uh, (laughs) we are now going to be doing the level one through 10 Outlaws of Alkenstar um, adventure path. Now, are you starting new characters though? Oh yes. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so I am looking forward to it greatly uh i'm going to be bringing in a clone of my pathfinder society bomber because uh alchemists are big in uh alkenstar uh alkenstar is a region of galarian that uh has issues with mana with magic and so it is the primary setting for like the guns and gears type stuff from pathfinder so Mm. we've got four players left of our group um and it's it's really kind of interesting how things have turned out uh so i played the war priest in extinction curse i'm bringing in an alternate reality version of uh, my halfling bomber. So that's a fair bit of a shift. Uh, the guy who played the animal instinct barbarian is bringing in a bard. <laughs> okay. uh, the fellow who is playing a rogue is bringing in a vanguard gunslinger. Dwarven. Okay. Yeah. So vanguards uh, are the type of guys who run up to you with a <laughs> big two-handed weapon, shove it in your face and pull the trigger. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, finally, the guy who was playing the wizard is playing an inventor, a uh, an armor innovation power suit inventor. So I think it's I think it's a great group. Um, I like playing with all these guys, and I think the makeup of the characters is going to work out uh, quite well. Uh, Bards are not quite as affected by the weirdness with magic around Alkenstar as most other spellcasters, uh, because a lot of what bards do are cantrips, and cantrips apparently are fine. So, uh, so yeah, I am really looking forward to it. We are getting started June 10th. So awesome. that was 
that was one big thing. Um, other big thing, uh, other couple of big things. They've announced the finale of season four of Pathfinder Society, the Year of Boundless Wonder. Uh, it will be an adventure for levels uh, seven to 10 characters. So I've decided to run uh, a module, um, a scenario, probably the uh, intro, the season four intro, to bump my mutagenist to ninth level so I can have a ninth level character to play in that one. Because my Pathfinder Society bomber is 11th level. He's leveled out of seven to tens. Mm -hmm. So, and I, there just won't be another uh, another um, five through eight before the finale drops and everything. So, I decided to do, I decided to do it this way. Interestingly enough, there is a five through eight that I haven't played, and. I've heard good things about it, but uh, basically people stop running it because mm -hmm. of real world stuff, um, interestingly enough. So the scenario is season two, scenario eight, it's called a frosty mug. And the reason why people stopped playing it, and it's at the request of the author, uh, folks may not know this, but Russians crossed over to Galarian several years back. Um, apparently there's a region that's basically run by the lost princess Anastasia. Okay. It's really weird. Uh, these Russians are responsible for a number of, uh, you know, innovations. I'll put that in quotes <laughs> in, in the realm, such as the Blightburn bomb. In Treasure Vault, which is basically the dirt, the uh, dirty radiation bomb in the setting. <laughs> so, apparently, uh, this scenario involves Russian soldiers, and the author is Ukrainian. Mm. So, uh, basically, people have stopped running it. So, I will instead run a scenario, get some credit, put on that character, and make him ninth where I want him to be. And finally, uh, the Abomination Vaults that I'm running is going well, I think. Uh, yeah. I haven't had any complaints so far. Nope. And we've got uh, a new player, too. And yes, we have a new player, uh, a colleague of Steve's. And that, uh, he's a bit younger than the rest of us. He's only like early 30s. <laughs> and that, but uh, seems like a nice, seems like a nice guy. Uh, mm -hmm. He had a good, good first session. He's only he's only been in one session so far. Uh, we've got another one coming up this Wednesday. Yep. And so yeah, uh, really enjoying running this on Foundry, uh, having the pre-made module makes GMing a lot less work and a lot more fun. In my in my experience so far. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, the group's okay with doing it that way. And it's going to be interesting for me playing Outlaws because uh, 
Outlaws is also available as premium modules for Foundry, and the GM has done it that way. So I'm going to get to play in one of these premium modules mm-hmm. when we get started as well. So yeah. So that's just about it for me and uh, RPGs. It's been fun. Well, I mean, your discussion, especially about uh, the end of... Uh, um... Well, the the campaign. Uh, I'm lo- losing my uh, track of it. Extinction curse. That's it. Extinction curse, and having to retire your your character, uh, it sort of brings up one of the uh, philosophies of uh, modern uh, tabletop role playing that uh, I I kind of miss in the old school, and that's that your character can go on beyond your the max level, right? In original AD and D, they actually had rules for getting your character off of the, the track, essentially. So, you know, you just keep on getting so much experience and you just get additional hit points and and uh, uh, yeah. and move on. And, and yeah. you know, that's why uh, the Gary Gygax's original crew, I think, is still going strong with their adventures. And I can't imagine what level they're actually at. <laughs> no, I can't imagine either. Uh, everybody expects that uh, sooner or later, Paizo's going to reintroduce uh, Epic weapons, mm-hmm. I believe is what the, I believe. Is well, what that's what it was it. under 3.5. In Path, yeah, in Pathfinder uh, in 1, 1E. So, uh, but we'll, we'll see. I do think having, having played through the 20th, I mm-hmm. was very much impressed with how well the game played mm-hmm. in those upper levels. Yeah, it was never dull. Uh, the challenge was there. The enemies didn't seem overwhelming by any by any means, but uh, it, but they were still a challenge, and there was an awful mm-hmm. lot of fun things to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, it was it was good. I really yeah. liked it. Really liked it. Yeah. But that's it. For, that that is it for me in RPGs. Uh... Okay. So why don't we move on to um, segment two? Uh, what What do you got looking? What are you looking up to in the future? What are you looking forward to? I'm hoping to buy or watch Sisu. I, I don't know what that is. You know, oh my God! It's a Nor- uh, fin- Finnish movie at the end of World War Two. Okay. This old, old grizzled guy. He's just a—he's a, a miner, prospector. He finds some gold. He wants to bring it to town. Germans steal his gold, and they kill his dog. And you know Uh-oh. where it goes. And you know where it goes from there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know where it goes from there. So it's a well, an old yes, Finnish. Yes, yes, sir. Because he, you know. He stole John Wick's car, sir, and he yeah. killed his dog. dog. Yeah, so it's an old, but it's an old, It's set in World War Two, so it's killing lots of Nazis, nice. which is which is fine. A okay. Yeah, killing killing Nazis is good. Yeah, so it's supposed to get getting some good reviews. Um, and Sisu is actually a Finnish term, which basically means sort of like grit and just going through willpower sort of idea. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the thing I'm most looking forward to is uh, Ahsoka, which is coming out. I think. June, so we're, we're we're not too far away from its uh, from its launch. Mm-hmm. That's the next big thing I'm looking forward to. 
And because it's a Star Wars show, I will be watching it. Yeah, of course, you'll be watching it nonstop. Or as it comes yeah. out every every yeah, week I'm, as it comes I'm, out. I'm not waiting for it to, uh, to, to complete binge. before I binge it all. Yeah. Star Wars is the only thing I'll do that with. Uh, even the Marvel shows, I don't care. I'll wait till they're done, then I'll watch them all. Uh, actually, speaking of which, I finally got a chance to sit down and watch um, She-Hulk, and I really, really like that. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was really, it was really great. I loved She-Hulk. Uh, yeah, I really, I really hope they end up doing more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really hope they end up doing more with that character. I mean, I didn't even mind the fact that the animation was a little wonky. Um, mm-hmm. it, it kind of fits the uh, <clears throat> fit the, the style of of show that it was because you know it's it's very fourth wall breaking, which is something that that She Hulk has always mm-hmm. done in the comic books. So again, mm-hmm. that totally fits with the character. Like she does a lot of you know winking to the camera, and talking to the camera. I really really liked it. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, it was fun. <laughs> We didn't hear you, Paul. I heard you. They didn't hear you. I said fourth wall break. Yeah. It, yeah. There was definitely a fourth wall break. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I was surprised. I was kind of surprised at how much, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, more than you saw in, like, Deadpool, which is shocking yeah. because De- Deadpool is built that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, That's all I have, though. You. Anyone else looking forward to anything? Not too much, yeah. I say. Just, uh, I'm going down in August to play in person with the guys from Waterloo, so that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking forward to. i got to do some painting. Paul and I are going to be setting up uh, painting areas. So i got some Colonial Marines that uh, I ordered from Itsby, so they're they're 3D printed. Okay. They look pretty cool. Uh, but one of the guys gave me, as an extra, a Lady Predator, <laughs> which Paul like, went, like, like can I paint? No. no, no, not a not an not a alien. Predator. Oh, Predator, okay. Yeah, a female predator, and Paul's like, "Can I paint that?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> yeah, so of course, yeah, but of course, then he gave me some ideas for the alien game, which I don't think you guys will appreciate. But you know, oh yes. <clears throat> oh, what could possibly go wrong introducing predators into aliens? Okay, so <laughs> so <laughs> when I die, I want <laughs> yeah. now. I want to now play a predator. Ah, oh, except you can't because you're still cloning marines. I said when I die. Yeah, but you're still cloning marine. You come back as a colonial marine. I'll come back. Because it's a core, bay. It's a core, baby. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, there's that idea, which is like, oh, that's gonna be bad. Uh, Sorry, I, I fuck. What? Made him. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Paul. Tell you what. When when <laughs> when you feel it's your time to talk, why don't you put your gain all the way down or all the way up, and then talk and then. Drop it back down again so we don't get the echoes. Or... I just said sorry. What? I'm just not going to talk. Okay. <laughs> just not going to say anything. He feels bad because he introduced the idea of the Predators to me, which I'll bring into the game at some point in time. Because actually did a, someone actually wrote up the Predator stats for the Alien uh, role-playing game. Well, I'm sure it's grotesque. Mm-hmm. Actually, not that bad. Except for their claws. Their their hand to hand weapons are grotesque, but other than that, they're not too bad. Okay, the self explosion thing is pretty bad too. And the plasma and, cannon. And, and the and the and the uh, the net is pretty bad. And and the seeking um, uh, spear tip. Yeah, yeah, because they're all all everything's armor piercing because it's the yeah. alloy they use. Obviously. So. What's funny is the only ones who have a good chance would be Patrick and Gavin because they had the shield things. Right. 
-hmm. Except the guy can cloak and go behind you guys and then shoot you from behind. So, you know, you'd get to see Pat's head explode in front of his on the back of his shield. Oh, oh, why why me and not Gavin? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not here to make fun of. That's right. So oh. that's why it's, it's you. <laughs> and then Paul, being, of course, a sniper, is behind everybody mm -hmm. by himself. Yeah. So, so he's he the gets... first to go. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we got our sniper. Where's our sniper? And then you hear the, I am here, preparing to shoot. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> you know, they can also emulate the voice, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, it'd be, it'd be, it, no, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that to you guys. Yeah. Uh, that might be a one-off, though, like a one-shot at uh, next year's CTC, because definitely I do want to run some games, board mm -hmm. games and role-playing games, so we just got to better prepare and plan for it. And need backup to come take over for us when we're off the mm -hmm. air. Well, that's what we're talking about, because those guys, the... Dave and the other guy, they mm -hmm. have their own podcast. Right. So uh, we're are thinking, you talking Canhammer? Yeah, uh, not Canhammer, but other one. There's another one they do as well. Not, okay. the, the, not the Can, but I know the Canhammer guys as well. We were talking next year for CTC is like offer po other podcasters a chance to come in and talk on our stream, mm -hmm. but for an hour or two while we take over from us. Gives us a break. It builds connections between other podcasters and stuff. So I think that's a good idea we sh should have for next year. Oh, I'm gonna have to go. Oh, okay. That's okay. well. I, I gotta start. I think, I think we're pretty much um, at at the time where we say goodbye anyway. Mm -hmm. So we're not one, doing a segment there, three. There was one thing. There was one other thing I was wanting to talk about. Okay. Kind of a news and rumors sure. short deal. Love it. Uh, PaizoCon is happening online next weekend. So uh, it's basically it used to be. It used to be their in-person thing, an in-person convention. Uh, lots of gaming, lots of news and everything like that. Uh, but during the pandemic, they moved it online and they've decided to leave it there. And so, uh, for those who don't know, know what is PaizoCon? So PaizoCon is basically all about uh, Pathfinder and Starfinder because Paizo is the company that makes both. So. Also in news and rumors, uh, Paizo has announced they are putting out remastered editions of their what they consider their core rulebooks, uh, mm -hmm. which would be the core the core rulebook, the game mastery guide, and the bestiary. Yeah, and so they are now going to be putting out uh, the game. Um, Game Master Core, uh, creature. I think they're calling it Creature Core. I could be yeah, misremembering. I, I think so. Uh, and, and also Player Core One and Player Core Two, because mm -hmm. I forgot the the fourth book was the Advanced Player's Guide. Yeah. So they've announced all this stuff largely uh, because the Orc license uh, is. Uh, Right. Their, their answer to the OGL. Yeah. So the Open RPG Creative License, or ORC, yeah. is uh, ready. And they've come to realize that they, they need to break away from the, from the, OG, the Open mm -hmm. Gaming License, the OGL, yeah. as quickly as they can. So... 
this is how they're doing that because these new books will be published under the new license. And yeah. so they're taking the opportunity, they're going to put in some, some more errata, basically, and a few classes are apparently going to be getting more extensive uh, changes. Yeah. My, well, my my favorite, The Alchemist, is on that list. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the big changes they're doing is they're getting rid of alignments. Uh, so if you're a divine character, like a cleric or the champion, uh, you're either holy or unholy. So because they're, yeah. the, the champion had subclasses that were based on alignment, uh, all the good and all the evil alignments, they really need to rework how the champion's going to work. So the champion's also another one that's coming up later rather than right away. Yeah. Sorry, guys, so, I have to head off, though. I'll chat with you guys uh, in a bit. Have fun. Thanks. Right. Yeah, well, we don't need you anyway, so go. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys knew, but uh, he, he's been muted this whole time. I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so PaizoCon, there's going to be a, a lot of news about this remaster. Yeah. And, that. and so I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that uh, and everything, you know. Paizo is a company I'm I'm fairly happy to give my money to, because all the stuff, all the rules are available for free, legally, mm -hmm. online. Yeah. You know, you can you can play the game uh, with everything. Mm -hmm. um, now it does help to actually have the rule books, uh, but uh, yeah, you don't you don't need them if you're just being a player and the GM has the rules then uh, you should be able to find everything you need to get going anyhow. Yeah, so, so it's, I'm just, sorry, sorry. Um, so I'll soft my train of thought for a moment. So it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to say and what they're not going to say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so just a bit of, bit of news. Bit yeah. of news, bit of rumors. Um, so there's going to be like Twitch streams and stuff will end up on their YouTube channel and all that fun stuff. So, mm -hmm go from there and that's pretty much it i'm done and with that let's say thank you for joining us for another episode of the out of the basement podcast and we'll see you next time all right have thank a great do. day folks thank you for joining us for another episode of the out of the basement podcast we'd like to thank radio free music for our intro and outro music both songs were done by an amazing artist named silent partner the intro music is called drop and roll and the outro music is called grand navy plaza and we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.